Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Hey, today um, I I want us to jump right into scripture. I'm going to share with you in just a moment what we're going to talk about today. Um, But if you have your Bible, go ahead and and open up to the, the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, one of the the good, good books in the Bible, they're all good. This one's extra good, right? Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to be reading in verses 23 through 25. And here's what the writer of Hebrews says. He says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promises. That's a good word right there, right? Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Here, the writer of Hebrews, he's talking to believers. He's talking to the church, to a group of of followers of Jesus. And he's actually teaching us the things that are important. And he says, hey, let's think of ways to motivate one another. Let's think of ways to encourage one another. In, in, in which way should we push people? We should love and we should motivate and encourage people, what? To, to acts of love and good works. In verse 25, he goes on to say, and let us not neglect our meeting together. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Today, I wanna talk to you about the value and the benefits of spiritual family. I'm going to talk to you about the value and the benefits of spiritual family. How many of you know that we are all called to live in spiritual family? Um, let me use a, a, a church word for you. We are called to live in community. Uh, when I mean spiritual family, I mean being a part of the family of God, being a part of the, the people that you're sitting around even right now, not just having relationships outside of the church, which are are perfectly fine, not just having relationships in your workplace, but actually have a connection, a close connection, relationships with the family that God has placed you into. See, God made us as believers to function and to live within the context of spiritual family. You know, this is something that we see all throughout scripture. We, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the verse that we just read out of Hebrews, he says, don't neglect our meaning together. We see in 1 Corinthians 12, where God begins to talk about the body of Christ and the many parts and how we all fit together and how the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. I mean, there's all throughout scripture, we see um, the family of God coming together. I mean, even in Acts chapter two, where did the Holy Spirit fall upon? He falled upon a family, didn't he? He falled upon a gathering of believers. See, we're all supposed to be in relationship with one another. But here's kind of the kicker. In order for us to be in relationship with people, we have to be in relationship with people. Yeah, you got it. And it's so deep right there, right? In order for us to be in relationship with people, we actually have to commit to being in relationship with with like people. That means imperfect people. You mean there's imperfect people in the body of Christ? Oh yeah, there is. You're looking at one. 
being in relationship with people looks like you being in relationship with people who have the ability to hurt you. It means being in relationship with people that are better than you at things. And come on, you know you don't like that, right? I don't like that. I don't ever want anyone to be better than me at anything, right? But in the body of Christ, we're called to be in relationship with people who are better than you at things, who know more than you do, who carry different things, who think differently, who even believe a little bit different. I don't know if you've ever thought through this or not, but have you ever asked the, thought to ask God the question, were you sure about this whole family thing? You realize these are people, right? You know, there's many reasons for us not to, uh, to be in relationship with people. You know, I, I love preaching this message because I don't know if you can tell, I'm, I'm an extreme extrovert. Like, I love being around people. When I hear messages about the family of God and connecting to people, I'm like, yes, let's go, team, let's do this. But, that, but I've realized over time that God created a whole different kind of people. And there are these people that we all have named introverts. You know what introverts think about this message? Thumbs down, right? (laughs) They hate this message. They hate when they come to church and they hear the pastor talk about them having to get out and be around more people, right? It's like, why why do I have to to hear about, because if you're an introvert, I don't know if y'all have ever seen them. I wanted to show a video today of this. It was a really, really funny meme I've seen on Instagram where this guy, he walks into the bathroom and, um, and he's an introvert. It says introverts at a party are like, and he's just smiling as he walks into the bathroom. As soon as he closes the door, he's like, and he just looks at himself in the mirror and then he like smiles and walks back out the door. It's like, that's kind of what you have to do as an introvert, right? It's not maybe natural for you to be around people. I mean, my point is that there's all kinds of reasons for us not to want to connect to spiritual family. We may have been hurt before. We may be introverted. We may not like getting around a lot of people. But I want to challenge you this morning to ask this question. I learned this in seminary school. We would, we would go to school and before each class, our, my teacher, he would say, I want you just to take out your beliefs, what you think you believe. And I just want you to hold them out here with an open hand and be willing for God to speak into them. And I wanna ask you to do the same thing today. I want you to hold out, would you just hold out your, your belief in the value, in the feelings that you have about relationship and about connecting to people? I want you to hold it out and I, ask, I want you to ask this question. Does this, does my beliefs and my value for relationship in the house of God, does it actually match what scripture says? Does it match what God says? What does God say about relationship in the family of God? I want you to hear me today. I believe this with all my heart. You can never reach the call of God on your life without spiritual family. The destiny that God has for you, the things that he's called to you, called called you to, you actually cannot get there without spiritual family. I believe the powerful, (laughs) righteous life that God has called you to live, you can't live it to its fullest without spiritual family, without being connected 
to friends and fathers and mothers and having people under you. I mean, it all comes together to actually enable you to live the life that God has actually called you to live. But here, here's the kicker today. Here's the kicker today. If you want to succeed in, in, in spiritual family, you have to do this one thing. You actually have to believe it's worth it. You're going to actually have to step over and believe that you actually need it. You know, in, in, a, in a day and age that we're living right now, you can kind of sit back and you can feel connected to a lot of things. You can even feel connected to people all through that little thing called your phone, right? You have so many followers and we're all connected. And it, you, you can kind of sit back and never really get around a lot of people and feel pretty connected. But hear, hear me today. God said it this way. Don't neglect the meeting. Don't neglect meeting together. Which tells me this, the writer of Hebrews, God told the writer of Hebrews to write that because he knew that people would have a tendency to neglect meeting together. We're called to be connected. Let me ask you this question this morning. How many of you, how many of you have ever faced a problem and you needed help, but you found yourself all alone? Just raise your hand. Say, I, I came up against something, I needed some help, but I found myself all alone, right? Um, in, uh, in light of football season starting up, I'm going to tell you a football story this morning. Is that okay? Oh, come on. I'm in Texas. I said, is that okay? All right. <clears throat> I, um, for those of you who don't know, I played, um, in, uh, football at West Texas A&M. It was a division two school right up the road in Canyon. And, um, I played the quarterback position. Now, before I get to my story, I just got to lay out just kind of how this thing works. As the quarterback, you have the best position on the team. You want to know why? Because as a quarterback, you have five or six people blocking for you. You have really, really good athletes that surround you. You have great athletes that you can throw the ball to. And all you have to do is get the ball to the right people and everybody praises you instead of them. It's great. I love the position of quarterback, right? But you have, you have all these people around you that make you look good. They protect you. They watch out for you. But that all changes when one thing happens in a game. It all changes when you as the quarterback throw an interception. Because when you throw an interception, there's no, there's no longer anyone looking out for you. Because when you throw an interception, you go from the offense to the defense. And the defense is where the, where the real men play, right? And when you are on defense, it's every man for himself, all right? Everybody understand? We got a foundation of good football talk right there, okay? So here I was as we were in Northwest Missouri, um, we were playing in, in the Division II playoffs my junior year. It was freezing cold outside. And if you've played football, you understand when it's cold, everything hurts just way worse, right? So we're out there and, and we're, we're playing. We're actually just, all the junior high kids are out of here. We're getting our butts beat, all right? We are just getting, we are just getting waylaid. And, and I, I drop back and I throw the ball to the left. My receiver doesn't look. Yeah, it's not, it's not my fault. It was his fault. The receiver didn't look. And I threw an interception. And so I'm here. I throw to my left. The corner, he, he catches it. And he starts running across the field this way. So here I, I throw the interception. I see it. And I start running this way. My whole 4940 fast speed runs this way, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. And this guy is getting around everybody. And I'm realizing as the play goes on, oh my gosh, I'm the only one to stop the guy. I just have to say this about myself. I'm not very athletic. 
I'm extremely slow. And I couldn't tackle anybody in junior high, much less in college football, okay? And here this guy is coming and, and it gets to this point and guess what? I'm all alone. I had all these guys that were helping me before, but right now I am all alone with this guy. And right before he gets, I'm about to, I'm about to try and hit him out, out of bounds. Right before I get to him and he gets to me, I don't see one of their other players right here. And he cracks back on me and hits me so hard. I went to the third heaven, all right? I mean, he, he absolutely, he depleted me, destroyed my life, right, in that moment. He hit, it's the hardest that I've ever been hit. He hits me, I go flying into the opponent's sideline. About 50 other football players get around me and they are screaming things at me that I cannot say in church, right? They're saying all kinds of things. It knocks the breath out of me. And I don't know if you ever had the breath knocked out of you, but that noise that comes out whenever the breath knocks out, I'm making weird noises. I mean, it is, it is bad. It is bad. And you know what? I learned something that day. I learned something. Life is so much better when you stay around your family. Life is so much better when you don't try to do something that you can't do. Life is so much better when you, you can get around the people who protect you, who make you look good, who are a little bit more athletic and more talented than you. Are you following the analogy this morning? That, that, that people who live and try to live their life in God and try to just live this life we're called to live outside of spiritual family, can I just say this? You're vulnerable. You're not as strong out here by yourself. In some ways, I would say it this way, you, you, you may be more susceptible to the attack of the enemy. Oh, but when you find yourself close, when you get around spiritual family and you get around those who love you and are going in the same direction and who carry different things that you don't carry and can do things that you can't do and have, and have honestly gone further along in the faith than you've gone, Guess what happens? You find yourself being protected. You find yourself being able to, is this making any sense to anybody this morning? You find yourself being able to succeed in ways that you would not, never have succeeded before. You see, when we find ourselves in spiritual family, protection comes, care comes, encouragement comes, different gifts. I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you in, in, in a minute. Different gifts come into your life because of the people that are around you. Leadership comes. All these things are wrapped up in being on the team that God has placed you in. See, this is the value of spiritual family. I want to read to you again in Hebrews Chapter 10, he said it this way, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Romans chapter 12 in the message translation. I want y'all to check this out, man. This, this was, this, this will preach right here. It says this, in this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. Where do you find your meaning? Inside spiritual family. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. 
Each of us find our meaning and function as a part of his body. This is, I love this next part. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? Uh, here you are, a part of the body, cut away from it, all alone, trying to face life and situations all alone. <clears throat> he says a cut off finger or a cut off toe wouldn't amount to much, would we? Since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelous, marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. Isn't that good? Do you see here today that even the call of God on your life actually gets fulfilled within spiritual family? <clears throat> you know, I, I remember being called to ministry and uh, I... I honestly disqualified myself. I was, I was in college. I was probably 20 or 21 years old. All I knew was sports and, and just my relationship with God. That's all, that's all I really knew. That's all I was interested in. But you know what? It actually took a man of God to come up to me in the, at the end of a service and say, you're called to ministry and you're called to start my college ministry. See, I, I would have never known that I was called to ministry if it weren't for me being connected to spiritual family. Out here by myself, you know what I thought? You can't do it. You're not good enough. You can't speak. You can't preach. How could you possibly be called to ministry? I've seen people who are called to ministry. Keith, you are not one of those. But see, in the, because I surrounded myself with people, they were able to see something in me that I could not see. Hear me today, some of you sitting in here, you are called to see things in people that they cannot see. This isn't just about people seeing it in you. This is about you being the body and you seeing things in people that they cannot see and you calling out the gold. See, this is the beauty of spiritual family. So today I wanna give you three benefits, three benefits of being connected to spiritual family. Three benefits of being connected to spiritual family. <clears throat> Number one, discipleship. Discipleship happens in spiritual family. Someone say amen. You see, discipleship actually happens when you are connected to the body of Christ, when you are connected to a group of believers. I can't tell you how many times in me and Natalie's life, we've just been hanging out with our, our godly friends and, and, they, and they say something. And when I hear them say what they say, it's exactly the thing that I needed to hear for my life. Like here I am trying to hear God. Here I am in a situation with my kids or, or just in my marriage or just following after God. And I, and I didn't even ask the question, but God has been speaking to my friends and they're just sharing what God is doing in their life, what he's saying. And all of a sudden it's the exact thing that I needed to hear. To hear. Anybody ever had that happen to him before? You see, this is, this is discipleship. I've also been in relationship and in conversations with people where they share how they're living their life, how they're parenting their kids, how they're living in their marriage. And I'm sitting across the table being like, don't say nothing because I'm getting convicted the whole time. 
Anybody ever been there before? And you know what we all do in those situations? They'll, they'll, they'll be talking like, you know, it's just like in your marriage, you need to do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? And on the inside, you're like, I've never done that. But you say, oh yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen, sister. Absolutely. All the while knowing, oh man, I need to start doing that, right? <laughs> What's happening? You're getting discipled within spiritual family. You're getting discipled within the body. Many of us have some, we have, I think discipleship can kind of be a, kind of a weird word, right? We, we think that we just, we, we need to go and find this mentor and, and that's the only way that it happens and you reveal all your deepest, darkest secrets and they, they beat you down and build you back up and teach you. Hear me today, discipleship happens in a lot of ways. But I'll tell you this, you know where you're supposed to find that mentor? In spiritual family. You know, you're supposed to find those, that, those friendly relationships, those, can I say, the equal relationships? You find them in spiritual family. You know where you find those relationships where you're actually speaking in to someone else's life? Spiritual family. Discipleship. <clears throat> it happens in spiritual family. One other note to, to kind of talk about here in discipleship kind of mentioned to you earlier is you actually within within this discipleship you actually pick up spiritual gifts from other people this one's kind of cool right did you know that you can actually get around people who carry a certain gift and that gift will get on you some of y'all are like have you been watching too many marvel movies like this is weird we're talking weird now well how about a scripture to prove my point Everyone say, that'd be great. Okay. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 10 through 11. <clears throat> Look at this. It says, when Saul and his servant arrived at that place, y'all can try to pronounce that, they saw a group of prophets coming toward them. <clears throat> then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul, and he too began to prophesy. When those who knew Saul heard about it, they exclaimed, what? Is even Saul a prophet? How did the son of Kish become a prophet? This is what's going to happen to you in home churches. Roger, you're going to start prophesying and Jim Bob's going to look at you and be like, Roger, what? You're prophesying? How does, what's your dad's name? How does the son of Steve know how to prophesy now? <laughs> but it's true. It actually begins to happen. Notice Saul got around a group of prophets and the prophecy got on him. You'll see this as you get around spiritual family, people who carry different things. They'll begin to rub off on you in really, really good ways. There will be people who are a little bit more spiritual than you and, and their, their spirituality will rub off on you a little bit. There'll be some of those of you who are, are a little bit more practical your practicality needs to rub off on the spiritual person too. We all, here's my point. We don't all carry everything, right? We've each been given a certain part. How do you expect the parts to come together if you don't get together? See, amazing things. Discipleship happens in spiritual family. Number two, this is what I really wanted to talk to you about today. 
another benefit of spiritual family is it helps you hear God. It actually helps you hear God. Even what I, I just shared and having those conversations, whatever, those are ways that you begin to hear God. But can I just say this? When you try to hear God outside of spiritual family, it can get dangerous. When you try to hear God outside of spiritual family, it can get weird. You know what you need more than anything in your life? You need a group of people that you can come to and you can say, I really feel like God is saying this. What do you think? And you let them judge the words. You let them judge what, is, what you feel like God is leading you to do. What, what, is the, what does scripture say? It says, out of, out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. There's counsel in spiritual family. You will start to hear God more if you connect to spiritual family. And can I just say this? If there was ever a time for you to be hearing the voice of God, it is right now. With what is going on in our country, with the things that are being passed, with the things that are happening around the world. Come on, can I just say, I listened to a message by Havila Cunnington the other day. Actually, I don't, remember, I don't know how to say her last name. It doesn't matter. She said, just so we all know, this is not a time of peace. This is a time of war. And I know that's sobering. and I know that's serious. But how many know it's the truth? What is happening in our country is not right. There are things that are happening. And you know what you need? You don't need, you know what we need? We don't need our opinion. We need the voice of God. We don't need our own feelings. We actually need to know, we, we, we need to know, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? When, when should we stand up and, and, and how should we stand up? What conversations should we have and how should we talk? What does speaking the truth in love look like? But hear me today. You know what you need to be able to make those decisions, you need spiritual family. You know what you need in order to know what's really going on in people's lives? You don't need CNN and you don't need Fox News and you don't need anything else you can find out there. You need to talk to real people and say, how do you feel about this? What are your thoughts about this? I was so thankful when the thing started going down in Afghanistan that on our staff, we had Dan and Natalie Yost, who were, were missionaries. They had people over there. That we had connections with a guy like Robbie Dawkins, who had, a, had connections over in the Middle East. See, I wasn't getting my news from, what I, from the news. I was getting my news from people who actually knew exactly what was happening over there. That would have never happened if I didn't have spiritual family. I would have never known how to pray, what was really going on. I don't, I don't know if any of you are like me, but have you realized you can't find the truth anywhere? You can't find it anywhere. You can't, you can't really trust all that you're hearing. It makes it, it makes it very, very hard to lead in a time like this. <laughs> makes it very, very hard as a church leader to say, hey, we should stand for this or not for this because I don't even know what we're getting if it's even the truth. There's two places where we can get truth. It's called the word of God and it's called spiritual family. When you tell me how you feel and how you think, I know that's true. 
being and connected, it helps us to hear God. And we need to hear God more now than ever before. And then last but not least, another benefit of being connected to spiritual family, encouragement and motivation. Encouragement and motivation. I want to read Hebrews chapter 10 one more time. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Man, I wish I could put that on a Facebook post. Yeah, y'all, aren't, y'all, y'all didn't get that. I just want to tell people, let's, let's think of ways to motivate and encourage one another. Because I feel like y'all be thinking about all kinds of other things to say to people. We all do, right? But see, what is, what is scripture? It says, let us be thinking of ways to motivate one another to works of love, to, to, to good works. How many of you know you've been living this Christian life, you don't always feel like loving and you, always, and you don't always feel like doing good? That's why you need people that can come alongside you and say, I don't care how you feel. You better start loving. You better start doing some good. Hey, you got this. Let's do this together. It goes on to say, let's not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. Encourage one another. I love this next part. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I don't know how many of you believe that. I believe that. He's drawing near. I've heard a lot of messages on end times. A lot of people talk about that God is is coming. Get ready, he's coming. The best thing I've ever heard is one thing you can always count on, we're closer today than we were yesterday. We're, We're closer today than the generation who believed it before us, right? And what was God trying to get across to us? Oh, that in the, in the days to come, in the days when he's about to come back, it's gonna get harder. You know what you better have in your life? You better have spiritual family because you're gonna need the motivation and you're gonna need the encouragement that only they can bring to your life. Amen? So I just wanna ask you today, or I want you to, maybe you're asking this question, okay, well, how do I get connected to spiritual family right here at Renew Life? And the answer is really, really simple. The, the avenue which we've created for you to get connected is through our home churches. This is the place where the big crowd gets small. This is the place where you actually get to hear the stories from other people and you get to be around different gifts and, and all these, 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 these good things where you get to have these conversations and say, man, I'm, I'm really going through this. And someone can come and encourage you and say, hey, man, you got this. I went through the same thing. Come on, let's, I'm with you on this. I really want to encourage you, if you haven't signed up for our home churches yet, we get, we're, we're starting them this week. We have two on Wednesday, one on Thursday. Um, they're just going to be an amazing time where we can all get together, get to know one another as a church family. Some of you know each other. A lot of us, we don't know anybody because we're all new to this church. And I'm, uh, I'm just really, really looking forward to, uh, to what God's going to do in these, in these places. But here's what you have to do. You're going to have to believe on the inside that you actually need it. Do you want to succeed in spiritual family? You're going to actually have to believe that you need it. As much as you believe that you need the word of God, 
as much as you believe that you need the Holy Spirit. You need the ones around you. Yes, even guys like Roger, you need the people around you. There's some good people around you. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.